This episode of the podcast is brought to you by convincing everybody that your car is aquatic and then driving it into the ocean and never returning. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Roll the Credits, the podcast, the only podcast that doesn't actually use any technology. You guys are listening through this through a tin can and a, <laughs> and a bunch and of strings. A, a string. <laughs> it's all wood-based. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Frank. I'm Zach. And today we are tackling the subject of movies that tackle the subject of humanity versus technology. Mm-hmm. Not so much versus. It can be versus, but just like movies that just kind of have that as the core um, theme. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's a lot. I like. I, I was looking up quite a few just to see like what I was kind of interested in. Yeah. And there's a decent amount. Like there's, there's a lot. lot more than I thought that the there one, actually was. The one thing that I noticed was that it's usually, they're usually like depressing films. They're usually very like dystopian films. It's either that or it's horror films. Right. There's very rarely a happy <laughs> movie that has to kind of deal with technology and humanity being intertwined with one another. Mm-hmm. And I think that says a lot about us as people because yeah. it seems like we're really fucking scared of basically like what Elon Musk is doing. Exactly. <laughs> like it's crazy because it's like we're so reliant on it, but like we're also afraid of it at the same time. Right. Like everyone's terrified of AI and things mm-hmm. like that. Oh, I'm fucking, I'm out. Right. Like like I, I heard like something where it's like there's scientists in like Switzerland that were teaching. Well, that's, a, that's already false. There's Was no it? scientists in Switzerland. Oh, yeah, that's true. Well, no, there's no army in Switzerland. <laughs> no, I guess like they were teaching an AI like anger and resentment. And I was like, Why? Why would you do that? Like what's the, have we not seen any movie right. with robots and AI? Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. Please, let's not do that. Um, so that being said, there's a lot of movies that I would like to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, but that being said, I do want to start on a lighter note. Okay. Because there is a film that does tackle it in a more wholesome way that doesn't actually lead to a depressing end. I think I know which year you're going to pick. Maybe. Uh, I am talking about Wally. Ah, did you? So you weren't thinking of Wally? No, but I like Wally. <laughs> Wally, generally speaking, is actually kind of hopeful. Have you seen Wally? Bits and pieces. So, so then you, <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Let's backtrack because you just said that you liked Wally. Yeah, I like him, but you don't. You don't know from Wally the, from the clips I've so, seen. I like him. So Wally is, of course, a classic in my opinion. <laughs> it's a, it really is, yeah. and it depicts humans as like fat pieces of shit, mm-hmm. which we are. Uh, and, and it makes a, it kind of shows us, it shows us as humans like becoming really, really reliant on technology, and like the people are just so obese and they're like floating around in their chairs and they don't actually do anything because technology, robots, and everything is doing it for them. Mm-hmm. Um, but Wally itself, he's just so adorable. Wally, yeah. <laughs> and then you have Eve, who's like his girl, mm-hmm. and they're them as a as a duo. They make it, they make humanity not, or they make technology and and the search of what's going on in the film seem hopeful mm-hmm. and nice and lighthearted. And it's just, again, like I was saying, it's just so rare that, that you see a movie that is tackling the subject of humanity and technology being intertwined with one, with one another and it not being essentially just a dumpster fire. Yeah. I mean, it kind of is from like what the the few things that I saw where it's like humanity has kind of like just 
right. basically become nothing. Right. But that's also our faults. Right. That's not Wally's fault. Exactly. And you following Wally around, and maybe it's just because he's so small and got these big eyes, and you're like, oh, he's so cute. But you got to watch Wally. <laughs> we have to do it at some point mm-hmm. because it's so good. And it's, uh, I think it's Pixar. Yeah. And Pixar never misses. It's true. For the most part. I don't think I've ever seen a bad Pixar film. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because they've done, what, like Toy Story? All they've the done Wally. Stories. They've done um, Monsters, Inc. Pretty sure they did Monsters, Inc. I think they did Nemo. They do it all. They do quite a few that are good. Yeah. So Wally was my first pick. Nice. And now we're going to descend into... Yeah. <laughs> descend into madness. <laughs> well, then I'll do one of mine that like is kind of like a, a bit little... lighter bit lighter okay um ex machina that is not light <laughs> at all yes it is no it's not it's lighter compared to the rest of mine <laughs> well because i you... was gonna choose that as my next one of like going into the into the deep end oh okay well then let's just talk about ex machina yeah. so i think it's not part of the deep end mainly because it again like wally shows that like the humans are the evil side the ai isn't like, you have the main thing of, like, the AI just trying to learn, like, who she is and, like, how she kind of functions and, like, where she kind of fits. Like, can she love? Can she feel? Can she be with other people? And it's Oscar Isaac's character that built her that kind of is the evil. Um, right. It is very much like a human versus machine type thing, but it kind of leans heavier on the fact that the humans are the bad guys right. rather than the machines. Yeah. So, not very lighthearted at all. It's a little... I mean, if you're siding with the machines, then yeah. Well, no, because even... Because her whole thing... She manipulates and locks the lead character in the room and kills him. He dies. Well, yeah. He starves to death. But that's... She stabs Oscar Isaac. But that's because she was forced to do that. She was not forced because they had a plan. (laughs) And she was like, fuck you. I'm going to go... I'm going by myself. But that's because she was living there. Honestly, man... Honestly, Ex Machina has one of the scariest endings to a movie because the whole concept of her saying, like, I want to just walk down the street Mm -hmm. and just nobody like bat an eyelash, you know, bat an eyelash at me because they don't know. And then they shoot that that shot of her stepping into the into the uh, the crosswalk of the Mm -hmm. city. And then she's just walking among us. And you have no idea. Oh, so it's that fear it's, that like, oh, there could be like an AI out there. Yeah, it's so horrifying. Mm-hmm. I fucking love that movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. And again, it's one of those things where it's like, man, Alex Garland really hasn't made a lot. But what he's made is amazing. Like that yeah. and Annihilation. Yeah. And then I never watched The Devs. I don't know if that was actually any good or not. I didn't see that either. Hmm. Um, I have another sort of lighthearted one, I guess. Okay. Because... I, I forgot that I even put this one on my list, mm-hmm. but it is it is lighter, um, and it's her. Yeah, I, that was. I've, I've been speaking about this movie. I feel like a little bit more often on the podcast. That is, uh, that's one of my honorable mentions because I figured you were gonna put it on. Yeah, there. so her for me, I, I've said it a million times at this point that it's, it's just such a winter movie for me. Mm-hmm. Like cozy up and watch it, but it's sad. Mm-hmm. But it is kind of hopeful in a way because they don't end on a note of. I'm a robot and a machine and you're a human and I hate you. Like they don't, they end it in a very mature way mm-hmm. of I've literally outgrown you. And I just, I am a machine and my capabilities of learning is far, you know, superior than yours. And I'm just, 
I'm I've outgrown you and yeah. and I can't do this anymore basically which is fair because that's how love sometimes is right but it's with a machine mm-hmm. which is just interesting and it puts a d- different twist on it and I like the world of her we spoke about this a little bit with you know the world the, you know I think it was the episode of like the worlds of the the movies yeah and it's not so far-fetched. It's not so far out that it feels like completely out of this realm. It feels like a relatively possible future. It feels like a near future, mm-hmm. probably within the next hundred years. It doesn't feel like it's 500 years away and people are going to be, you know, there's no flying cars or anything like that. Uh, it feels 10 years away. It, if Well, again, yeah, it feels like it would happen. It, it could potentially happen in our lifetime. Mm-hmm. What's going on there? Um and it's I think it's a very I think it's a great movie and I think it showcases a different side of humanity and technology that doesn't get shown a lot, which is love and compassion mm-hmm. opposed to just pure hatred and fear. Yeah. So that's my second pick. I get that. Yeah. That's why I, again, that's why I put it in the honorable mentions, because it is probably the only one on our list that is a love story about technology. Yeah. Um. We're going to completely bypass that from here on out. Uh, Blade Runner. So I chose 2049. I chose just in general. Yeah, I guess the I, universe of Blade Runner. I mean, the we we talked about it. Like, Blade Runner, the first one with Harrison Ford by Ridley Scott. Is terrible. It's not bad. I think it's I love okay. it. And the you, more I, I think, think I about it, it. <laughs> the more I think about it, the more I think I love it. Um, but that's also the more the, I think about it, the more I don't like it. <laughs> the, well, the more I think about it too is that if I watch it, I think I'll hate it. But I, if I think about it, I think I love it. <laughs> but um, the world building too that we talked about, like with that episode, and just the idea that, like, again, these are replicants, kind of like based on your fear from the ending of Ex Machina. These replicants look like humans. They talk yeah. like humans. They feel like humans. But you don't exactly know which one is which. Right. And, this movie is like the the clear and classic example of human, like literally human versus technology. Yes, because, because have... the humans are literally trying to kill mm-hmm. them. Yeah, because you have the Blade Runners who are out there going to kill, right. and you learn about like Decker, like become like you you learn throughout the film that like he is a replicant himself. So it kind of but sp- is he. No, he is. Yeah, he is. Yeah. I mean, for years we were like, oh, is he or is he not? And then 2049 told us. Right. But it had like this whole big story too where it's like, you know, you're kind of just fighting yourself. Like once he becomes, like once he finds out that he is a replicant and he's been hunting them for years, it's like he's been hunting his own kind. And it's like this whole idea of in the subgenre of human versus machine, now it's machine versus machine. Right, yeah. And it's like he's all these years been doing something against like his own people. Yeah. And it's just a classic way to showcase it. Yeah. I think 2049 does it a bit better. Mm-hmm. Um, even like the world of Blade Runner feels more fleshed out in 2049. And like the whole concept of the girlfriend, that's a robot that is on like a track in his, yeah. in his apartment. And then she can sort of make him meals, but not really. And then they go <laughs> but out- he also doesn't really need to eat. Right. And then they go outside and, and she can sort of feel the rain on her and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Like, there's just, there's so many th- little things like that in that movie, the details about 2049 that really enhance the technology aspect of it. And that make you almost feel, you feel worse about the, the um 
the replicant versus human. Well, what I loved about 2049 was like this whole back and forth where it's like from the first one, it's Decker trying to figure out like, you know, he's a human or is he a replicant? And then in 2049, it's okay. Yeah. K's whole thing of he is a replicant, but could he be a human? Could he be kind of like that savior that he's been hearing about? Right. And he's just not. Yeah. And he, he's <laughs> which not, is fucking sad. Which, which is sad, but also great at the same time. Because again, it kind of like plants you in like, okay, you're brought into this world. You are nothing. Yeah. Right. It's and sad. It, yeah. It's really sad. It's it's a it's a it's a terrible movie when it comes to just like <laughs> it's a terrible movie if you want to feel good. Yeah. Definitely not it's, a feel good. It's movie. definitely a it's rainy a, day film. Yeah. It's a it's a really really great film. And I per, I prefer it way over you know you know the original. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it does a lot a lot more, and it just really fleshes out the world. And you just get like what I kind of what I meant by like you feel bad more about the human versus replicant is like I don't know like in in the original one I didn't really care mm-hmm. if like a human versus an AI got killed like I'm like okay whatever. But in 2049 for whatever reason. Like when when he goes to find Dave Batista mm-hmm. in the opening fucking, yes. I was like, oh my god! Like, I feel that. Yes, because that is a form where it's like replicants have decided to be human life, right? And he's just out there farming and doing mm-hmm. his thing, and then it's like, no, I have to come in and fucking murder you. Yeah. It's just like you feel that that <laughs> impact there. Mm-hmm. Um, it it just works on so many levels. Okay, another fucking sad movie is uh, Upgrade. Yeah. So did we do Upgrade? We did. Because you, that's the better Venom. Yeah, way better. <laughs> way, uh, well, I never saw Venom, but you said you've, that's what you say. This is better. Yeah. Uh, Upgrade is, again, a classic tale of AI being so much more intelligent and mm-hmm. being able to manipulate humans and having a human that creates it and then it kind of gets out of hand. One of, like That's kind of a classic story, right? Like mm-hmm. somebody, a scientist, a a uh, just a complete genius a doctor creates something and then it becomes larger than life and they don't know how to shut it down yeah and that's what upgrade is of course upgrade kind of takes it a little bit more in a unique way where it's like a revenge film almost right because it's like mm-hmm. you killed my wife now i have this chip in me that allows me to walk because you guys fucking paralyzed me and i'm going to fu- you know i'm going to kill you and find you and hunt you down and basically f- even try to figure out why you killed me and my wife for apparently no reason. Yeah. Um, and it's unique with upgrade too, because, uh, I can't think of his name, the lead character, but in Mm. upgrade, your main character is so against technology. Yes. Because he's like the car. That's like, he's got the mechanical car and he's got that thing runs on gasoline Mm -hmm. and he's into vinyl records and he hates machines. Mm hmm. And he is he up. I, I gotta he's find ru- his name. Yeah, I know. I gotta but- find his name because it's gonna, it's gonna like it's gonna you know blow me. Uh, it's gonna blow it's me. gonna blow me. It's gonna, up, it's gonna really up, upset me. Um, but yeah, no, because he is like it becomes like a whole thing where he's reliant on the machine gray. at that point. Sorry. Yeah, gray. So gray is literally humanity. Mm-hmm. He is the only thing of humanity in that film because your antagonist the guy that created it is so far gone he literally created this thing to then kill your wife to then see what uh the upgrades the the chip could do yeah it's insane and and it won right it does of course but gray (laughs) 
is literally humanity to a T. Mm-hmm. He is what we what what we identify with as human. Yeah, he's fighting the technology, but then he gives in and he's reliant on it. Yeah, it's it's incredible. Mm-hmm. My next one, possibly this one kind of is like a curveball, um, because it's not full on like what we've seen so far with like talking about it, where it's like man versus technology, but it kind of does come into play where it is man-made it is technology but it becomes a virus and that is 28 days later is it man-made it is the the virus is man-made that then causes all these people to air zombies (laughs) infection right and that's the thing that i liked about it when i learned about um 28 days later is there's a difference between the zombie virus and an infection this is man-made. This is something that like somebody in a lab created that got loose, fucked everything up. Now we have people that are zombies. COVID-19. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but like the the thing that I love most about 28 Days Later is it's not like most zombie films like it is so fast acting. Like you get a scratch and you become a zombie in 20 seconds. You have yeah. 20 seconds to say goodbye before yeah. you become like a snarling beast. Right. And it's different from like the normal ones where it's like you get bit and then you have like maybe like 10 hours to like decide, do I want to cut off my arm and right. be human still? Yeah. Where this one, because it's in the infection, it goes through the bloodstream and it becomes something like I'll never forget the the biggest thing was the one scene, I don't remember if it was 28 days or 28 weeks, but the older character like looks up and a crow that's carrying it like coughs and a piece of blood like falls into his eye. And then in seconds, I don't think that's weeks. Yeah. In seconds, he becomes a zombie because it got right into the bloodstream through his eye yeah and i was like wow that's amazing how like it's so quick yeah and it just it turns them that quickly yeah they actually speaking of zombies you know george a romero uh they just like found a lost like movie that he made (laughs) oh really yeah i think what is it called i think it's called like the carnival or something like that Mm -hmm. it's like an hour long and apparently it's not even like technically a movie it's like it's it's a uh, industrial film, mm-hmm. which, if you're not familiar, is basically like what companies would hire filmmakers to make these things. Like, hey, it's literally about apparently like old people and like how they shouldn't be left alone or something. <laughs> okay. And it's like, and, and like apparently it starts off like, hey, I'm old and like this is what happens when you're a senior citizen and things like that. But then apparently it goes absolutely insane. Okay. I, I would like to see it. That seems fun. Yeah. I like George A. Romero. Right. Yeah. I mean, he only. For me, it's the zombies, but... That's... I mean, what else does he do? He did a couple other things, but, like, zombies is, like, what he, yeah, he made, his he made bread like, and butter is. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. My last film, I think it's an obvious choice, um, but it's potentially the most groundbreaking choice, mm-hmm. which is 2001 A Space Odyssey. Really? Yeah. You didn't even put Terminator in. I didn't put Terminator in there, A, because I knew you were going to do it. Oh, no, I didn't. Oh, okay. So then <laughs> neither one of us did. But Terminator is, like... Just so on the nose. Mm-hmm. Um, 2001 A Space Odyssey for me is, I mean, the quintessential. When I showed my girlfriend 2001 and she started slowly realizing that Hal has some other intentions, mm-hmm. she's like, wait a minute. 
she was like, she was like, she's like, how? She's like, I don't trust Hal. And I'm mm-hmm. like, yeah, good. Yeah. <laughs> you shouldn't. <laughs> no, see, like, I would have leaned in and was like, no, 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 it's fine. Like, no, you should good. trust he's Hal. He's good. Uh, and then, you know, she's like, he's, Hal would say something. And then she'd be like, she would look at me like, no, no, no. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it's just, it's such, it's so subtle. Yes. That's the thing is it's not in your face like all of these other films are, right? You build to it. You slowly build your way into how literally murdering Frank, I think is his name, mm-hmm. the astronaut. And then, you know, we as the audience have to watch how... how the vacuum of space scene? Yeah. Yeah. Um, That's fucking incredible. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's one of my favorite shots of all time. Um, And it's... It's it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. God, that movie's so good. But uh, yeah, two thousand one has has a much more subtle approach to humanity versus technology. But then at the same time, by the end of the movie, it's it's subtle, and then it becomes everything. Ab- like it's just mm-hmm. humanity and and the world, and it's like whatever whatever. Um, David Lynch is trying to accomplish with his career basically <laughs> is done in 2001 a space odyssey like it is if you've never seen 2001 if you fully watch it and give yourself to the film by the end of it you're just going to be at a loss of words mm-hmm. and you're going to be like I need to just sit down and process this for an hour and a half because we just reached the pinnacle of life we literally right <laughs> like you you literally have like it is the pinnacle of cinema mm-hmm. and it is you're watching life death rebirth it's mm-hmm. it is absolutely insane thank you stanley kubrick yeah for real i know i i love the fact too that it's like the biggest thing is you're stuck like how right. is the entire ship right like, like you you're stuck you rely on him mm-hmm. and the the scene where he's singing Oh, and he's, Daisy, so, and he's slowly pulling Daisy. out the cards, and it's getting slower mm-hmm. and slower. I mean, man, that might be honestly 2001 might be the greatest film ever made. <laughs> it might. I think it beats <laughs> A out. Call back to Kane. our last episode with <laughs> yeah. Citizen Kane. Yeah, it might be. I'm surprised we haven't done it yet. We're gonna we're gonna do it. Okay. Um, last one. I I have a couple of honorable mentions. Yeah. I guess I'll mention them really quick. Uh, so. Honorable mentions, AI, that to me was kind of like Ex Machina and iRobots before them. Right. Um, I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Nine. Oh, the animated? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was very creepy. That was weird. Creepier than I wanted it to be. Yeah. <laughs> um, I guess we'll throw in Terminator. I mean, we have to talk about it briefly. Mm-hmm. We can't just we can't just like wa- you know. It is walk kind by of it. like besides two thousand one, it is kind of like, and besides my last pick, it is the essential thing of it's, man versus machine right, physically right that is like the pinnacle of ma- literally man versus technology guns blazing shooting mm-hmm. and you know ex- like execution style like you know yeah. wait, i'm here to kill you and now you guys have to survive exactly it's it's the movie that essentially fucking put you know schwarzenegger like really really on the map mm-hmm. and it's a great movie. The oh, yeah. first two are so good. Mm-hmm. Um, we should do those. Yeah. I don't care about any other ones. <laughs> we don't need any All other, the other ones. All other ones are trash. Mm-hmm. Um, Dawn of the Dead was another one. I, it Basically the same thing as 28 yeah. Days Later, but I didn't want to do two zombie films. Yeah. Um, and then finally, my last pick, the film where technology won, The Matrix. 
yeah, I mean, that's, I forgot about the Matrix because <laughs> I, I guess it, I didn't technically, I just, I have a really bad taste in my mouth from mm. Resurrections or oh, whatever it, was it is. God awful. I was like, eh. I told you, like, I really, like, it almost made me just disregard Matrix altogether. Dude, I but, think, I, I think the, the, the following two are not that good either. No, it gets progressively trilogy, worse. Yeah, the trilogy just gets worse and worse and, and almost ruins the first one. Yeah. And then, one and is, then the, the, the fourth one kind of did ruin, yeah, exactly. the, ruin the first one. <laughs> and you know they're going to make more. Oh, God, because, what a mess. Yeah, because one what is great. fucking mess. One is great. Two is okay. Three is eh. It just it literally capped off the story. That's all we needed yeah, it for. Yeah, it's like, okay, I guess now we finally have an actual ending. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait a minute. No, we don't. No, 2022. We, oh. <laughs> yeah. And then we're going to get another trilogy I'm, out of this. I'm over it. I know. But, but when yeah, Matrix came out, yeah. it was this very kind of like... It, it was this kind of groundbreaking thing where it broke the fourth wall. And for a lot of people, it really made you think like, oh, fuck, are we in the Matrix? Like, are we being controlled by these advanced technology beings that are basically just using our energy to power themselves? Right. And the idea of Neo finding this out and then realizing what the real world is like and then using that ability to kind of manipulate his own path um and then fight the machines themselves it was just groundbreaking at the time it it was a film that like i don't think a lot of people really expected and when it came out it was fantastic and then they wanted more and boy they shouldn't have done more (laughs) should have just left it at him flying off into the city yeah what it would have been great Mm -hmm. uh that's it what a tangle web we have weaved here Mm. um okay well, those are some of our favorite films of that really showcase humanity versus technology in, in multiple ways. I'm glad that we kind of went like a gamut of happiness, more humanity, more technology, good, bad, and the ugly. Mm-hmm. Um, so mm-hmm. I have a recommendation. Ooh, nice high note. Thank you. I have been slowly deep diving into my father's underwear. <laughs> <laughs> One day's Hanes, the other day's Gucci. <laughs> um, into like my father's music. Mm. Um, and this isn't like, he doesn't have like an, an album collection or anything like that. This is me just re- like kind of deep diving into the memories of what I grew up listening to when I was sitting in the backseat of the car with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and one artist that, I don't know if I would say it's his favorite, but it's definitely up there with probably top five is Billy Joel. Mm. Billy Joel's fun. Billy Joel's really good. and uh, Billy Joel's fun. Billy Joel's really good. (laughs) He's Uh, good. And he he released an album called The Stranger, Mm -hmm. which I think- I love that song. I I think it's probably like the essential Billy Joel album. Mm Mm-hmm. Doesn't have Piano Man on it, which is like ah, so close. I know. But besides that, generally speaking, that entire album has all of the really great iconic ones. Um, and I pur- I purchased it on vinyl, and as soon as I as soon as I brought it home, I threw it on, and I was <laughs> you threw like, it out, and I, <laughs> and I was like, wow, this is this is great. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved it. I think it's great. There's another album that he did that's got like it's kind of like the 1950s like doo-wop. Mm-hmm. One that's got like Uptown Girl and stuff. That mm-hmm. one, that one's fun too. Um, but I recommend Billy Joel in general. I I think Billy Joel is really good. Zach thinks he's okay. He's all right. I think he's. Great. I wouldn't go to see him in concert. I would definitely go see really? him in concert for sure. <laughs> and I, I'm still waiting for Hall and Oates. But the thing is, I think that the reason being is pr- I probably am looking 
through it through like nostalgia a little mm-hmm. bit right through like nostalgia glasses because i grew up with it and yeah. it, and it's it's kind of like a link be- to to myself and my father so it makes sense that i probably hold him a little bit higher but i mean billy joel at the end of the day is is iconic mm-hmm. no matter what um so i recommend the stranger nice it's a good album it's a really good album frank what are we doing next oh zach <laughs> oh no <laughs> i don't like the little laugh there. <laughs> uh no i've been actually talking we're about doing this. bambi <laughs> no i've never seen it um, <laughs> oh yeah that's right. <laughs> <laughs> um i've i think i've mentioned this to you a few times but we're finally gonna do it i'm i'm gonna apologize because it's like three hours long oh, so God. be ready but it's it's very good uh and we are gonna do the deer hunter I okay think, i don't know if you've seen it but bits and pieces, man. <laughs> I know the Russian roulette scene. Right, yeah. So you, you've seen a bit, not pieces. <laughs> I've, I've seen it all together then <laughs> at that point. Uh, we're going to do the deer hunter. Mm-hmm. Um, and then and then we're going to have a discussion about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so look forward to that. It's mm-hmm. kind of another thing of my father. Like my father says to me, he goes, I remember I spoke, I was talking to him about it the other day. And he goes to me. Uh, the deer hunter is the greatest war film ever made. Mm. So this is going hand in hand with my recommendation of my dad. This is now going to be a film that reminds me of my dad. Oh, that's so, very nice. Thank you. Uh, so if you haven't seen the deer hunter, watch it. It's got my boy in it, De Niro. So it's on Netflix. Is it? Yeah. Great. And there you go. It's on American Netflix. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's it. Zach, take us out. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Now, Frank, join the machines. I mean, roll the credits. <laughs>